0: Yay, Kylan Mills is back with me. And we got some uh, sort of breaking news on Bob Myers since all of Dub Nation is uh, is awaiting uh, anxiously the news on him. Plus, some Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga talk, and Locked On had their mock draft. And Kylan, you don't even know who I picked, I don't think. So I'm going to share who I went with for the 19th pick for the Warriors. All that and more is next. This is Locked On Warriors.
1: You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at Kylan Mills. You can follow me, Cyrus Sauces, on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Uh, Kylan, how are you doing? First of all, I have not seen you. Uh, the audience has not seen you since the Warriors lost game six. How have you been? And what was your reaction uh, to that very depressing loss?
1: Uh <sighs> yeah, man. Do we have to relive it, Cyrus? No, oh, no, no. it was brutal. No, no. Uh, but good to see you. Good to be back, back in the swing of things, back in the routine. Sorry again, everybody. I missed y'all last week and weekend. Um, I was off and out of town at a wedding. So um, missed you guys, but glad to be back here and talking Warriors basketball. So we'll hop right into it. Um, yeah. I mean... I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked by the game six loss. It was unfortunate. It was difficult to stomach. Um, but, you know, to me, that was the Warriors team that we've seen all season. They were inconsistent. They've struggled to put together strong performances on the road. Um, if they were able to pull out this series and to win three straight over the Lakers, that would have surprised me. Um, so, you know, unfortunately I, th- unfortunately, I think the writing was on the wall a little bit. And when you look back at the season, the amount of challenges this team faced, there was a lot of disconnect. And I do think that you do you need to mention the, the punch. I mean, I think you need to mention the punch. It felt like a bad omen to start the season. And then the Warriors came out and they didn't impress early on in the season. Uh, very different than the last season. So I don't know. I just feel like there was something all season long that felt a little bit different about this Warriors group and mm-hmm. just didn't have the same chemistry it felt a little bit different um being around the team compared to like last year that like that team last year that won the championship just had such an incredible chemistry culture it was something that clicked right away and you remember how well they played early on it correlated to off the court and just like everything was working um you know I just think in all different aspects last season the season it just didn't like I said it just didn't feel the same the joy didn't feel there. I know right off the bat, we were kind of talking about is their championship hangover when we started this season and just things never seemed to completely gel um, Mm -hmm. and and completely click for this group. In addition to a number of challenges that were out of people's control, Andrew Wiggins leaving for a long stretch of the season. Again, the punch, obviously that was in Draymond's control, but you know, his teammates had no choice, but to react and try to figure out how to move on from that. Um, You had a number of illnesses, a number of injuries, some freak things happen, leg infections. You had the Anthony, Lamb off-court drama which we won't get into but I'm just saying like it was just kind of another weird storyline that people were talking about it it, you know it just felt like a lot happened this season and if they had made it all the way and won a championship I mean that would have been just an incredible run and and ability to overcome adversity because this team faced a lot um so you know I don't know that I was shocked by the end um but you know it was unfortunate I personally, and I know we're going to get into this a little bit more, Cyrus. I'm not a believer that like, this is it. This is the last dance. This is over. The dynasty is ruined. I'm not of that belief at at this point. You know, I still think the pieces are in place. And I still think when you have 30 playing the way that he is playing, this is a contender. And this team can at least be a deep postseason team next season. But there's going to be a lot at play. And we're going to have to see how a lot of different things shake out in the offseason, which I know we're going to talk about
0: right now. Yeah, you know, I, I I I agree with you, provided they make changes, right? I mean, if they right, hundred percent. Back-
1: I mean, there's there's certain things that I think need to happen in the postseason that I know we're going to talk a lot about. So, like, I'm not saying right off the bat, but I, you know, for anyone to say like, oh, it's over, you know what I mean? There's no chance the Warriors, you know, this is it. I don't think we're there yet. You know what I yeah. mean?
0: Yeah. Uh- I agree. There's still potential. Like, like hope is not lost on, on any more championships, for example. Uh to answer yeah. your question, by the way, uh renegade French made, no, they have not found the mole yet. In fact, the mole uh, leaked that Gary Payne II was starting game three. So the mole is still very much in the building. They have not figured that out yet. Yeah, um, he was
1: not happy about that. I mean, no. that may be me- I don't want to say a laugh, but I chuckled a little bit just because you know Steve was very tongue in cheek about the whole thing. Well, you know, why do you want to ask my starting lineup? We, you know, ask Shams. We actually we put him in the starting lineup. I don't know. I can't remember what his exactly comments were, but that did kind of make me laugh.
0: Yeah, well, in all honesty, like going back all the way to the punch last year, I felt I felt like that was one of the valid criticisms. Was the Warriors' focus? Uh, you know, like they spent so much time being upset about the leak and not about the incident itself. Yeah. Um, you know, but I don't. Bl- I don't blame the team for being you know upset that there's someone within their ranks. You know, just leaking information. That's not cool at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the off season obviously has a lot of agenda items, and I think top of the list right now because until this is resolved, it kind of holds up everything else, and that's General Manager Bob Myers. I dedicated yesterday's episode to him because um, even though I don't feel like it's the majority of Dub Nation, there there are some dissenting voices out there saying either, you know, we don't need him, uh, you know, he's overrated. And that's an opinion I wholeheartedly disagree with. People point to Jerry West as being an example of Myers being overrated because his most successful decisions were because Jerry West was there. Uh, news flash, Jerry West was a consultant. And and if anything, I, I feel like that only adds credence to Myers because Myers always listened to Jerry West. Myers listens to a lot of people. I have his phone number right now. If I want to just text him, in theory, I'm sure he's such a nice guy. He probably would get back to me. He'd probably be like, Who is this? Because I think I've only communicated with him once ever. But it's just great. It's just he's a really good dude. I don't know. Do you agree with that sentiment? Do you think he's overrated? What are your thoughts on Myers before he proceed?
1: Um, how deep Myers are we gonna go in this episode? Because I think he is. I think he's genuine. I so wait, who said he's overrated? Exactly where did that come random from? people? No, no, just no one, people?
0: Yeah, but I didn't know
1: if there was people. like a certain like you know what I mean like talking head that said that. No, 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 no. Okay. This
0: is just fans, fans. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Fan. So just fans saying it. Um, no, you know what? I, I I don't think he's overrated. Um, I don't think that you get the praise of. Steph Curry, the big three, Steve Kerr, um, unless you hold a very special place in this organization. And it's not, and to me, one thing that's important to mention is it's not just the scouting, the roster construction, the wheeling and the dealing. Like Bob Myers also just like knows how to work with, this coaching staff and knows yep. how to work with the players now I say that and we've I know talked about the storyline a lot this season about there being a possible disconnect between Myers and Steve Kerr regarding some of the young players but over the course of history when you look at big picture um you know he just kind of has a unique relationship and ability to you know connect with the players on a certain level and to connect with the coaches on a certain level and that's one of the things that has made this organization you know from the top down so successful um I mean you see Bob Myers on you know on the sideline or in in the tunnel and he's calming down Draymond Green after Draymond gets into, you know, some type of heated situation with an official, which we've seen plenty of times, but I don't know. I just feel like you don't see every GM involved in the way that Bob Myers is who has such strong relationships with the players on an individual level and and he really and truly does. And if you go out and you're around the team, like you see him out at practice, you see him having so many one-on-one conversations where you can tell that there is, you know, like I said, just really a strong relationship. Um, so that's one thing that stands out to me about Bob Myers. And you mentioned him just like being a genuinely good person. You know, I think he's obviously done some great things in terms of, you know, roster construction, bringing players in, finding players that he, you know, to bring in on these minimums, like an OPJ last season, you know who helped the Warriors win this championship, but to me, it goes for a lot farther beyond that. If, yeah, you
0: I agree, agree with that uh, at all. a lot. There's and not to mention, like, you know, one criticism I hear is, is uh, you know, he hasn't you know hit a home run with every draft pick, but mo- because of him, most of those draft picks are like in the the late 20s, number 30s. I, it's because of him, if under his reign, the Warriors being that good, they have these really late draft picks, you're not going to hit home runs every time with that. It, 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 in fact, the Fed. If anything, it's been impressive to me that with the number 30 pick, he he drafted Kevon Looney, Uh, 35th pick, he drafted Draymond Green, Uh, Jordan Poole, the number 28 pick. Even if if his time is done with the Warriors, you're probably going to get something good back for him. When we talk about Mm -hmm. trade proposals, uh, his name's going to be mentioned a lot probably. So um, yeah, I, I really hope he doesn't leave. When we come back, uh, we got some news um, about Bob Myers that we're going to share because there's a lot of speculation out there. Real quick, Jake Capinia writes, wasn't Bob Myers' first year the Warriors went to the playoffs? Correct. Yeah, you're absolutely right. His first year, I believe, was 2012. Um, the t- so, yeah, so 2012, 2013. And one move I highlighted yesterday, which is really subtle, one of his first moves he did was acquire Jared Jack. Uh, for you old school fans of, of Dub Nation who remember the very early days of the dynasty, Jared Jack was fundamental as a backup point guard, but he was also finishing games alongside Stephen Curry. He's a huge reason why they beat the Nuggets in that first round upset uh, nearly ten years ago. A- a- anyways, point is, yeah, I if they lose Bob Myers, I think that's gonna be cataclysmic. And when we come back, uh, we're gonna talk about some latest news on him. We got some trades uh, to talk about. Um, a- anyway, so let- let's 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 give some love to sponsors first. Uh, and here's where I messed up, Kylan. I closed my tab. I close my tab with the sponsors. You never
1: can close the tab. And no. in the meantime, hello to our friends at Locked On Sharks. If you guys are still on here. Yeah. I know they commented and we gotta, you know, we gotta throw some love to our, our partners at Locked On. If you follow the Locked On Network, they have a podcast for every show or for they have a podcast for every team, like literally in any sport you want. So if you follow other teams besides the Warriors, make sure you're checking out Locked On.
0: And 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 locked on sharks has been trying to get all the barrier shows together. I, I admire the effort. I'm in. If if, if and I'm Kylan. I'm not going to speak for you. If you want to join us as well, that'd be awesome. But even yeah. You've, he's been trying to organize um, a barrier show for a while. So kudos uh, for joining us. Thank you so much. Game time is our first sponsor today. And again, game time is all about finding tickets uh, to events, whether they're concerts, sports, you name it. Uh, one of the best parts about game time is the fact that. They have a low price guarantee. Let's say you buy a pair of tickets from Game Time, and then on another app or another website, you see tickets to the same event in the same row, in the same section, price less than what you paid for with Game Time. They'll refund the difference. That is called a low price mm-hmm. guarantee, folks. And, and Game Time is incredibly resourceful in terms of having a supply of tickets. Uh, you don't have to plan months in advance if it's a last minute thing. All you got to do is either download the GameTime app, go to their website, and they will have tickets for you to the event you want to go to. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. That's basically free money. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed
1: you are locked on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: thank you for making locked on warriors your first listen every day every dayers tomorrow on the show kylan's back two days in a row uh, follow us on twitter yeah. at locked on dubs to find out when we're recording and on, and on that note, follow Kylan Mills on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and more at Kylan Mills. Uh, so Bob Myers um, was Shams Charania and Anthony Slater of the Athletic uh, published this report yesterday, which really seemed like doom and gloom. It, it indicated that Myers hasn't just uh, had any discussions with the team in months regarding a new contract, um, and, the, and the insinuation was that there were there was no communication going on, and that Myers is out the door um that was very clickbaity I I I got it and look Shams drops the ball sometimes on this one I feel he very much dropped the ball because Bob Myers has been offered two contracts by Joe Lacob the first contract was a low ball offer I, I I I've heard that I can confirm that uh so then Lacob came back with a second offer and the second offer was much more it was it was a it was a good offer but nonetheless Bob Myers decided at that point why don't we table the discussion and revisit in the offseason? That was months ago. So the fact that they haven't communicated means absolutely nothing because that was by design. Um, so what came out today, though, is kind of weird. So Mark Willard, uh, he hosts an afternoon drive time show in the Warriors flagship station, nine to five, seven the game. Kylan, uh, your husband is a fill in host at nine to five, seven the game. I think you fill in sometimes too, don't you? I don't know if you do or not. But... Uh,
1: just yeah. Now, right now, I just go on as a contributor, but well, that's um... awesome. But yeah. go on with the report. No, no,
0: no. absolutely. Absolutely. Know. So so 957 the game, their afternoon drive host Mark Willard, uh, who I've known for a long time back in my early days in radio. I remember Mark was alongside Tony Bruno uh, as a sidekick role. He's been in the in the in the radio game at least for a very long time. Um, and he was working at KNBR. He's now at 957 the game. and I'm sharing my screen right now, showing the tweet from uh, at 957 the game. Where it says, "quote Bob Myers has been offered an incredibly lucrative contract by the Golden State Warriors, and the idea that Bob has made his decision and that Bob is very likely gone is being wildly overstated." Unquote. Uh, so that is according to Mark Willard's sources. Uh, you know, he's never given me a reason to not trust them, but you know, I've, I've never uh, considered Mark Willard synonymous with being a reporter. Nonetheless, that's the news that's out there. Um, what I've heard and Connor Turno has reported this, uh, so that this is not something that's like, you know, uh, anything esoteric. This is, has been reported that a huge caveat for Myers in terms of the decision he's going to make is his family. Um, he is, he's, he's happily married. His wife is a former Lakers dancer. They have three uh, daughters and they're young. And that is reportedly one of the variables coming into play is the fact that Bob Myers in this job uh, is away from his family a lot. That's just part of the of the deal. So that is what he's deciding on. Um, money has been a factor. He has wanted the biggest contract in the NBA among GMs. And if Mark, would, what Mark Willard is saying is true, that part of it, the equation is solved. Um, so now it just comes down to whether or not Myers wants a job. Um, so that's what I've heard. Your thoughts, Kylan?
1: Well, I'm curious in terms of him not being able to spend enough time with his family and the way that the job keeps him away from that. I mean, if he were to leave and go to another organization, that doesn't change. Right. So like, does that mean he's considering just not being a GM period or like, I I guess like that's my follow-up or immediate question that comes to mind is like, is he wanting to get out of this role, this industry? I mean, do you have any other inklings on that side or?
0: No, no, I don't. I, I, all I know is that, he wanted to get paid, and rightfully so. I mean, he's, over, he's overseen, you know, one of the greatest runs in NBA history. Um, and then and then more recently, uh, the family thing came up. Um, that's all I that's all I know. So mm-hmm. um my my feeling is, and let me know what you think about this. My feeling is that Bob Myers right now is not with his family. He's in Chicago at the draft combine. He's scouting who the Golden State Warriors should draft with the number 19 pick in the draft next month if he wasn't gonna come back to the Warriors, I don't know if he would be at that combine right now. And I also don't think he would even bother with his exit interview, which has been postponed to next week. If he's not coming back, what's the point of any of that? What do you think about that line of thinking?
1: I mean, I just think it's so hard to tell at this point, like him being at the combine or not being at the combine. Like, can we read between the lines? I mean, I agree. Like, why do you do that post-mortem, you know, po- press conference or whatever, or availability? Why do it at all after the season, if you're not coming back? Like, I, I do think there is some validity to wondering, you know, exactly why, why you would do that if you're not going to stay. Um, I think that's fair. I just, So I do think the Shams article was a little bit clickbaity just in the headline. But I do wonder why the conversations didn't start immediately, because to me, the day the season ends, if you're the Golden State Warriors, they need to start pursuing keeping Bob Myers around. Because I know you mentioned that, you know, the fact they haven't talked for the last few months like that. Shouldn't be a concern if that was the decision that was made when they first started having negotiation talks months ago. Hey, we're going to wait till the postseason. Like, totally agree. Sai. you know, then that's the, those last couple months that you know Shams is talking about. That's a non-factor if that's what they agreed upon. Mm-hmm. But to me, like the day the season's that season ends, the Warriors should be actively pursuing Bob Myers and trying to keep him with the organization. Um, I, you know, continue, or I have advocated for the fact that I think the Warriors should keep Bob Myers. I think there's a lot of responsibility um, on his shoulders for the team's success. And the Warriors don't have four championships without him. And, I would hate to see what kind of damage he did if he went to another organization. Um, so, you know, I wish if, you know, all reports are true or whatever else that the warriors were proactive in trying to pursue him immediately. As soon as the season ended, don't wait a week, don't wait two weeks, whatever. Um, in trying to get those talks going again, because to me, Bob Myers is someone that they want to keep around.
0: There you go. Um, and and, yeah, and that's a, that's a great call. What you just said. Um, and again, so which which and again, hopefully the Mark Willard story then is true, which would kind of answer that question yeah. that they did in fact make the they offer. Did, yeah. um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's what's going on with Bob Myers. And again, I personally feel he's he's a vitally important piece of this whole machine. Something tells me if he decides not to come back. Draymond Green is not going to come back. Would you agree with that sentiment? I I, I believe strongly that Draymond gone. What do you think? Um
1: I I could see it. 100% I agree. Um I still think though the smart move is for Draymond to stay with that ex- with that extension. I think I don't know the no- another team's going to pay him that kind of money. Um I think Draymond stays, but that's true. It would throw in an extra wrinkle if Bob leaves. Um so I could see it. Uh, yeah. And I, and I don't Mark's- know that it feels strong. I don't feel that necessarily I would say it's a guarantee if Bob leaves, Draymond leaves, but I could see that happening for sure.
0: Yeah. And well, because Mark Spears reported uh, after game six that Dray- that Draymond said to Mark Spears um, that his future of the Warriors is tied to Bob Myers. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and, yeah. That and then Draymond sense. last night, uh, it, this is totally random. I don't even know how I stumbled upon this, but he replied to an Instagram post alluding to Bob Myers potentially leaving with a comment that said that sucks. Um, I don't know what that means, but it's, I, I didn't like seeing it. Uh, anyway, so that's, what's going on with Bob Myers. That's hilarious. the has got
1: to keep Bob Myers. That's what yes. we're saying here. You know what I mean? Like it, everything points to the same conclusion that we've been saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. And, um, and for uh Alu Wasun John, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, who's who wrote give Kurt the GM job and hire Nick nurse. Steve Kerr does not want the GM job, and the last time he was a GM, it was was in it was, it didn't go well. He was the GM of the Suns, uh, and even he will admit that he did not excel at the job. He has routinely said publicly he doesn't want to be a GM. Um, I've heard some people allude to that idea of moving Kerr up to the front office, but um, that is my response to that. All right, so uh, we have some trade proposals, and we have some discussions regarding Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kamingo when we come back. Um, just because the bottom line is this, Kylan, and let me know if you agree with this or not. If the Warriors are going to make upgrades to the roster, as you mentioned, the the title window is not closed. I do agree with that. Um, But the only maneuverability they have is trading Jordan Poole. I mean, you could also trade Jonathan Kaminga, but given the the salary cap situation that the Warriors find themselves in, they can't add free agents. They no longer have a mid-level exception. So the only way you can make upgrades to this roster besides – Signing someone with the 19th pick that magically turns out to be a contributor next year is to trade assets, and that the most valuable asset is Jordan Poole. So, when we come back, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. Um, first, got to give some love to Prize Picks, uh, which is legal in California. Thank you, Prize Picks, for finding that loophole so that degenerates like myself uh, can have some fun with the game. And price Picks is super fun, it's all about over unders. Uh, we're recording this right now. Uh, it's almost 8 o'clock. Lakers Nuggets is going on. You could have bet the over-unders on a myriad of players in this game, including LeBron James, and whether or not, let's say, he's going to score over-under 28 points. You can bet on rebounds, assists. It doesn't even have to be just the NBA either. You could bet, for example, place one bet on Nikola Jokic for over-under and assists, and then go to Major League Soccer and make a bet on goal-scored. Uh it, the spectrum is wide in terms of selections, and the bottom line is it's super fun. You got to bet on two to six players, you can win up to 25 times uh, your entry, which is incredible. Uh, so again, download the price fix app or go to pricefix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So if you deposit 100 bucks. They'll match that $100 and you play with $200 to start your game. And if you don't have $100, you only got $50, you only got $25, you only got $10, whatever it is, they will match it. But don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to
1: $100. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Uh, thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. You can follow Kylan Mills on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and probably a lot more at Kylan Mills. Uh, Renegade French maid writes, can we bet on off-season trades? I don't think you can with prize picks, uh, but with FanDuel, I'm, I'm sure you could. But um, what, what, Kylan, uh, do you agree with my sentiments that if the Warriors are going to make an upgrade to this roster, it's going to have to be with uh, trades and more specifically trading Jordan Poole and or Jonathan Kaminga, your thoughts on that?
1: The Warriors are in a tough situation with the salary cap limitations. And you know I wasn't happy when those discussions started happening with, with the union and in regards to what can be done. And I wish they would have made some kind of exception. Four teams retaining their own draft picks. And we always talk about this because the Warriors have done a fantastic job drafting. You mentioned it earlier in the show, you know, some of the guys that they picked up, you know, later on or later than usual who've turned out to be absolutely huge pieces and contributors. And, you know, they can't keep them because they got to pay the, pay the guys and if they do keep them then it's impossible for them to bring anyone in unless it's on like a vet minimum and even when they bring someone in for a year they can't retain them like what happened last year with OPJ with Gary Payton II you know I know there has been some criticism that the Warriors maybe should have offered Gary Payton II a little bit more to try to get him to stay since they ended up bringing him back but there are a lot of limitations the Warriors are up against for example with the Dante DiVincenzo in trying to bring him back because of the salary caps situation um so it's a tough position to be in and that's why to me trading is i agree with you the best likelihood of the warriors improving this roster i don't want to see the warriors draft anyone i do not i hope that pick gets traded like dude we cannot add another young player to this team Mm. like i'm just you know what i mean like yeah i'm I'm over it like they need someone who's going to help now they need i would be okay with a big a center a three and d guy someone who's going to be though someone who can help now they cannot afford to bring in another project like the words already have enough projects they already have players they're trying to develop you still got pbj ryan rollins on this roster um you know we've got so many players already that they're trying to develop moody kaminga we saw James Wiseman go out the door because there just wasn't, you know, the Warriors couldn't do it. You cannot do this two timeline thing to this degree. Like, yes, you can develop players and try to win championships to a certain degree, but at some point, like they cannot bring any more young players. And honestly, when they brought in even even last season, when they brought in PBJ and Ryan Rollins, I thought I didn't think I thought they might have, were gonna trade away those because I'm like, dude, like what are they gonna do with you know a second round or like wh- wh- where is this gonna get them? Um, and honestly, that spot was kind of worthless this season. I'm sorry but you know nothing personal um so you know <laughs> i think that the warriors best odds of improving is going to be making a trade i've got a couple guys that i like i don't know about you but i think that jordan pool absolutely is the most likely piece to go and i know some people are dropping in comments as well saying oh we don't want to see jordan pool go-, go i think there's a couple maybe um a couple of supporters still out there. I know a lot of people have been super critical of him due to his postseason play, but I just think like logically speaking, like I'm not even trying to say anything anti Jordan Poole. I just think logically speaking, he is the piece that makes the most sense. Um, so To me, he's the biggest piece to move. My question I'm going to throw back to you, Cyrus, and back to the people in the chat is what, and this is something I've been talking about with my husband that I've been you know, kind of thinking about, what would you be willing to give up Jonathan Kaminga for? Because I think if you're looking at a second piece to move, Poole, Kaminga are the two most likely you'd pair up if you wanted to bring in a higher level player because Jordan Poole may not be enough to bring in if you want to bring in some type of high level talent and, and, and you know, like a, someone just mentioned bridges. I think that's someone that, you know, you certainly would, would look at OG Ananobi is personally a player that I like for the Warriors to bring in. But before we even get into all that, like Cyrus, I know you've been on the Jonathan Kaminga train. I like Jonathan Kaminga. I think he has a lot of potential, but like, would you be willing to give him up?
0: Well, I, I look, I try to be pragmatic. First of all, bring it yeah. up the last year's draft the Warriors spent money to move up six places to get Ryan Rollins. Yeah, so clearly they they saw something in him they liked. Um, but at the same time, I mean, that didn't result in anything. Now, granted, now you could make the argument this was part of the whole problem is that Myers thought a lot of these young players could contribute next year. Uh, Joe Lacob has said publicly he doesn't want to see the Warriors fall into the doldrums that the Lakers were in for almost a, a decade plus. Uh, during those last Kobe years and after Kobe left, like Joel Lacob has said, he doesn't want the Warriors to turn into an irrelevant team like that. And that is why you have this two timeline system. That's largely Joe Lacob's vision. Um, But at the same time, it's like, look, it didn't work out. There's no way to spin it. I love Jonathan Kaminga. Bottom line is if he's not going to be a full-time player next year, you have to trade him because he's already, he's already uh, leaked to Shams Sharnia and Anthony Slater that, if he's not given a full-time role next year, he wants a trade. If that's the case, you don't want a disgruntled 20, soon to be 21-year-old on your roster. Not to mention, you don't want his value diminished. Um, uh, uh, Zach Lowe uh, wrote in a, in a piece just the other day, I think it was a day or two ago, um, that while he was at the GM meetings, he's heard conversations regarding Kaminga. Teams want him. Teams like him. Uh, yeah, I just participated in a, in a mock draft for, for Locked On uh, for the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, and I was actually having these discussions with some of the other locked on hosts, uh, regarding potential trades, for example, which is why I see the Nets trade. Uh, I'll bring that up in a second. Um, bottom line is if, look, Steve Kerr said two days ago, and I played this earlier this week on the show that, that he likes Kaminga. He wants Kaminga to stay. Uh, he's apparently given Kaminga instructions on what parts of his game he wants him to work on. Rebounding has come up repeatedly. Kaminga after complaining, uh, during during and after the playoffs about his lack of playing time, then suddenly said the right things in his exit interview, probably because him and Kerr had a long conversation and said he's going to work on his game to be a more complete player this offseason. He talked about rebounding as well. So bottom line, yeah. for, from my perspective, is if Kaminga uh, is going to get a run next year, you obviously keep him. I mean, he like his potential is sky high. Um, but if you're going to continue playing this weird ticky tack game that Kurz played with the young, with the youngsters where you're just finding really little things as excuses to not play them. You got to trade them. You got to trade them. I mean, otherwise you're just squandering another year and you got to get assets back uh, in return. Um, the Jordan pool thing is, is I, I agree with you. Um, if, if this roster is going to be upgraded, he has to be the, he's the odd man out. Uh, and yep. I'm so sorry. never man go, man yep. Yeah. And I'm so sorry. Never go full Jeff 2.0. I know you like Jordan pool. But the bottom line is, this team, uh, and and this is the comment he wrote right now, Uh, Kerr said "Pull is a part of the core six. The problem is, this core six right now is no longer a championship core six. So if you keep what you have, you're a playoff team. That's the best you can do. Um, If you want to be better, he's the piece that you have to move. You're going to have to trade him. Um, so I do agree with that. I, well, well, we have a few minutes, anything you want to add to that? I'm sorry. I hope I answered your question too.
1: No. Yeah, absolutely. You did. And and, you know, I think we're, we're mostly on the same page. I mean, it pulls the odd man out. Um, so if they want to upgrade, and I think that that's the piece they can afford to move. Like that's, To me, that's someone they can afford to move for a three and D. I'm sorry, but Jordan Poole cannot go out there and continue to be a defensive liability the way he he was last season. While the Warriors have deficiencies in other areas like they have to upgrade the roster. And yeah, Jordan Poole can be a shot creator, but we saw him in the second unit. He struggled to really take ownership of running the offense in the minutes that Steph Curry was off the floor. He really only played better. Uh, when he was in the starting lineup, I don't want to say only played well, but for a majority of the season only played well in the starting lineup and and struggled to really produce those same numbers in the second unit. And I think that's what the Warriors were kind of expecting and hoping from him as that six man was to try to take some of the workload off Steph Curry and help fill the void in the non Curry minutes on the floor and being a shot creator. And I don't know that Jordan Poole is necessarily a shot creator just because I think there were times that he forced it a little bit Um, you know, when he was the one who was expected to run the offense. Um, So I still think that he is a player that could have a bright future. He just has some areas of his game he needs to work on. And if the warriors want to address some of the other deficiencies in the roster, he is the odd man out, as you mentioned. Um, And so, you know, I think that's just the way it's the the chips are going to fall you know
0: yeah. yeah I agree and and again uh you know never go full Jeff 2.0 um rights clay was horrible in the playoffs agreed um and they didn't yep. play mm-hmm. it, it, the, the clay thing is, is tricky that wasn't on the one I wanted to actually show is this one right here uh you wrote uh they should let Dre walk and Clay's contract expire the problem is under this uh direction you're wasting another year and Stephen Curry turns 36. you you can't, the Warriors can't afford to waste any more years um Clay has one more year on his deal. Uh, more likely, he's a lifer, and more more than likely, they're going to keep him by giving him a new deal with much less money annually. Otherwise, they will let him walk. He's not in a position now uh, where he or he's earning starter type dollars. I don't think he should even be a starter anymore, Kylin. Um, what we saw in the playoffs was colossally disappointing. Great six man, but if you want to win a title, I don't think Clay's starting material anymore. Um, and then Draymond, if you you know, I. I, you can't win a title without Dre. You're not going to win a championship, plain and simple. So pull is the odd man out. Um, we're up against the clock. Uh, Kylan, do you want to make this an hour long show today and start talking trades or save it for tomorrow?
1: Let's save it for tomorrow. We're going to l- leave the people on, on the cliff hanger. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I we'll, I we'll, we'll make it. this quite the tease. I've got more time tomorrow. And I know you mentioned we're both tired, but oh, we're exhausted, uh, yeah. I think it's an interesting discussion Um, in terms of what they do and how they move on. So, for folks tuning in right now, you're gonna have to stick around tomorrow. <laughs>
0: you're absolutely right. Uh, and that is the tease of teases because that's like a, a 24-hour tweet, tweez, tease. Um, I wanna I wanna leave on this note if you follow us on on the I'm sorry, if you follow the program on Twitter at locked on dubs, the pinned tweet, meaning the tweet at the very top that isn't going anywhere, has this. If you're watching this on YouTube, it says, Dub Nation, do you have a Warriors trade proposal or other transaction needing analysis and scrutiny? Reply to that tweet. We're going to address all of those tomorrow. Uh, Kylan and I are also going to do some brainstorming and maybe come up with some trades ourselves. I know I, I, yeah, I, I, I saw, yeah, I saw in the chat right there, for example, uh, names like OG Ananobi, Mikhail Bridges of the Nets. Yep. Great names. We'll, we'll, I like we'll discuss both those
1: too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: we'll we'll talk about that. There's a lot of names. Uh, Kevin Prentice, uh, Joe Ingles. No, I think we can aim higher than Joe Ingles. No offense to Joe Ingles, but I, I think if we're going to if the warriors are going to try and upgrade this roster and, and become world championship world champions, again, you got to aim a little higher than that. So, uh, Nick Bensky, thank you. Uh, all we can do is try and do our best. Kylan, it is great to have you back. Um, good to see. I'm going to
1: brainstorm. I'm going to brainstorm some possible trade scenarios. So I'm excited for tomorrow. Someone asked what time the show is. I don't know what time you want to do Sai, but I'm free all day, afternoon, evening. I know you've got stuff going on.
0: No, well, tomorrow I'm pretty open. Like, we'll figure it out. We'll tweet it. Follow the Bye. show
1: on Twitter and social media platforms. We will put out there what time we're going to be on tomorrow. And we will be covering all the trade scenarios. But make sure, like Cyrus said, that you drop a line in the tweet or you can comment on this um episode as well if you have any trade wants, proposals, because we want to talk about them.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you, Kylan. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Take